Matt LePan. This week we are continuing our conversation that we've had over the past two days with Jay Sites from Train Technologies, except we're going to talk about what should be in your technician bag. We talked about what should be in your truck and in your warehouses the past two days. We're going to talk about, for you technicians, what should be in your bag ahead of cooling season as the weather starts to turn here and we get prepared to work on more of your outdoor units, your air conditioners, your heat pumps, and get some of the more outdoor stuff working. To do so, we need to bring on an expert. We did this back at the beginning of heating season. We're going to do it again here. We're going to bring on John Souza. He is a territory manager and technical support person here at SG Taurus. John, welcome back to Tech Talk. Thank you, Matt. I'm happy to be here. Like I said, today we're talking about what should be in a technician's bag as they get out for cooling season maintenance. Before they even start to think about their bag though there are a few things that they should do ahead of time you know the office gets the call and or you know there's a maintenance plan that's set up between you and your customer what should the technician do to prepare for that call well preparation is number one so the first thing the technician needs to do is they need to review the service maintenance invoice that they receive they need to take a look at it is this a new customer an existing customer if it's an existing customer, do you have any history report? Did the office provide any history on the customer in the past? Has the equipment been failing? Has there been service calls? Has the customer registered some complaints about the performance of the system with the office? Also, you know, if it's a new customer, you may want to spend a little more time gathering information so in the future um, you're prepared. You know, get the model number of the equipment, the serial number, the type, whether it's an air conditioning only system, a heating and air conditioning system. If that's the case, you may want to note the fuel type. Most important is the estimated age of the equipment. You know, most technicians are very um, capable of fixing equipment, but it gets to a point where the equipment is just inefficient and impractical for what's going on in the house. Some houses have been modified over the year, either enlarged or insulation increased. The equipment can just not be the right fit because of age or over capacity, under capacity, efficiency, things of that nature, filter sizes, list of accessories, general condition, has the equipment been maintained properly and so on. So once they've taken all these steps before for preparation, they're getting ready to go out to a job, could be the next day. If they're looking into their technician's bag and it's been a while since they've cleaned it out or they've looked at anything, what should be the first steps in terms of getting their bag ready to go out on, say, it's the first cooling system they're going to go out and take care of in the season? Well, first thing you do is you tip the bag upside down, you get everything out of it. <laughs> All the nuts, bolts, wire nuts, screws that's accumulated over the heating season. And um, just restock it. Check your thermostat screwdrivers make sure you have some nice small thermostat screwdrivers that you can um, get into tight spaces for small wires do you have a good quality um, refrigeration manifold do you have a dual probe thermometer good quality multimeter that'll do ohms volts amperage so on and just um, be prepared for um, the cooling season. You're gonna have to take a lot of read-ins, you know, like one of my previous podcasts, we talked about acting like a doctor. Um, you're gonna have to take a lot of read-ins in order to determine if the system is working properly. And you have to have the tools. 
in order to do that. You have to gather information with the proper tools in order to analyze the system and determine what's going on. We're also, you know, we're still dealing with protocols that are different. We all know that everything's changed over the past year plus. What are some of the other essentials that someone should have in their bag to make sure that your customer feels comfortable with you coming into their home? Well, you have to first, you knock on the door, you step back, take a couple steps back. You have your protective gloves on and mask on. You have a, a conversation with the customer. You say, you explain the purpose of your visit. You're here to check out their indoor air quality system, their HVAC system. You're going to need to walk around the house. You need to get to the indoor unit, the outdoor unit, the thermostat, the registers, so you can have a conversation with them. Make sure that they're comfortable with you going through the house. You're going to have drop cloths with you. You're going to have protective booties with you. And you may want to ask them if there's any rooms that are off limits because they have a dog in there or a cat um, that they, they don't want disturbed or, or a sick child, anything of that nature. Yeah, it's so important to be upfront about where you're going to need to be, especially now. It was always important, but now it's it's just still so important to make sure you say i need to go here here and here i'm wearing my mask i'm wearing my gloves i'm wearing the booties is there anywhere you don't want me to go because again still with all the COVID stuff that's gone on people are still freaked out letting folks into their home uh, you that know some are correct. some aren't but it, it's it's important to let them know and then you then after that is um taking care of you and have a, a conversation with a customer to break the ice a little bit but ask them How's the system been doing? Last year was a fairly warm season. Um, did the system perform correctly? Were you satisfied with its performance? Are there rooms that are always hot or rooms that are always cold? Is there any specific areas that you would like me to take a look at while I'm here doing the general maintenance? Maintenance is a great time to break the ice and develop a relationship with a customer. Because next time you come, it may not be in, it may be in a situation where Everyone's on edge because they're hot, they're uncomfortable. But if they know you, they know you're capable of doing your job, um, they're going to relax. They're going to let you do their job, your job without looking over your shoulder. If you want to do your job correctly and not have them looking over your shoulder, what type of resources are there out there to make sure that you are prepared for the job that you're going into? There's so many different pieces of equipment out in the market today. You know, there's conventional systems, you know, split systems, package systems. There's American Standard Train, Mitsubishi. They all work a little bit differently. So your tool bag does not just have tools. You have resources, whether you have a laptop computer with you, an iPad or something like that, store the information you're going to need in order to do your job and be prepared to do your job. Mitsubishi units, everybody's confused with them. Some of the train and American standard are confused with them. You need the documentation so you know the proper sequence of operation. And if I'm checking a Mitsubishi you know, ductless system, do I want to put my gauges on? Do I not want to put my gauges on? If I put my gauges on, what am I looking at? If you put your gauges on any of the systems, what exactly are you looking at? Well, Mitsubishi happens to have in their engineering documentation and on their equipment, an emergency operation switch, which locks the equipment into a certain speed of operation. Then in their documentation, they have charts that plot suction pressure, 
discharge pressure at given outdoor ambient temperatures. I'm not a fan of putting refrigeration manifolds on equipment when I'm doing maintenance. Have documentation that if you look at the return air dry bulb temperature, the return air wet bulb temperature, and then you take a temperature drop across the evaporator coil, you plot it on a chart and you determine if it's within range. If it's within range, there's no need to put your manifold on. The system is working under a low load condition when you're doing maintenance 90% of the time. It is not a good time to determine, gee, this is a little bit lower refrigerant. Gee, this has got too much refrigerant in it. Um, Temperature drop across equipment is a very good way of determining whether the system is working properly without disturbing the closed refrigeration system by putting manifolds on. That could be contaminated or you could lose refrigerant when you put your manifold on. Everybody wants to have six-foot hoses on their manifolds. Well, some of the equipment we service today is critically charged and you could lose enough refrigerant by putting those gauges on and with the long hoses that you've caused a problem that wasn't there before you started servicing the equipment. That's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to go into service the equipment and leave with the equipment performing worse than when you came in. John, you know, you mentioned having all these different pieces of information on, whether it be your laptop, your iPad, your phone. Folks, if you're dealing with American Standard, check out ASD Internet, Train, Comfort Site, or MyLinkDrive.com for Mitsubishi. John, you're also a big fan of FieldTechHelp.com, correct? Yeah, is a learning resource, an LMS, they call it, learning management system that helps technician advance their knowledge. So you can go on there at any time, you just log in, put your password in, and then you can learn about variable speed equipment. You can learn about ECM motors, variable speed motors, two-stage compressors, variable speed compressors. There's all kinds of basic electrical tasks. There's all kinds of helpful information. You know, we're, we, we don't have a part-time job here. This is a career. You, you've chosen to be in a career that you have a great deal of advancement opportunities. And in order to advance in any career, you, you have to take steps to learn. Absolutely. And as John has showed you here, there's more to your tech bag than just your tools. You know, you obviously need your meters and you need your screwdrivers and you need all your tools, but there's much more to your technician bag than just your tools, especially going into cooling season where you're going to be dealing with indoor and outdoor units. Make sure that you're checking out your bag. Make sure you're checking out your trucks. Make sure that they're clean. Make sure that everything's presentable and you're going to have happy customers throughout the summer. We also have a number of um, resources available through our marketing department. Um, I carry them in my truck when I go to offices and I do site visits to contractors and do some training. And they're little pocket manuals that give you some guidelines on furnaces, air conditioning. Mitsubishi also has them. It's handy to have that. But the other thing is develop your own resource book so that when you're working on equipment, you know, gee, you know, this is a an American standard or train split system, the ductwork is nice, it's running. What should my temperature split be? You have to have that temperature split chart in your bag, but you also have to develop a book. Just like when I go fishing, I know last year where the fish were running on the 4th of July. I know what the tide was and so on. Well, have a record book that shows, you know, 
Gee, what should the temperature drop be across a Mitsubishi single 9,000 BTU ductless under these conditions on medium or high fan speed? Same thing on a split system. Same thing on a package system if you're working on commercial equipment. Great. Well, thank you, John. Again, this is all great information, and it's making sure that you're prepared and your bag is prepared so that you're not wasting time on a job and you're making sure that your customers are happy. One thank John again for coming on. One thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. Catch all of our podcasts on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. One thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the Taurus Tech Talk. <laughs>